Hi, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and this is the podcast that gives you a peek into the lives of the homeschoolers next door. Hi, and welcome to episode six of the podcast. So happy to have you join me today as I chat with Jen Dunlap, mom of six and adoption advocate. Join us as we chat homeschooling, special needs kids, and adoption today on the show, right after this message. Today's podcast is sponsored by Classical Academic Press, creator of our favorite Latin programs. The boys use Song School Latin, which is a fun, gentle introduction to Latin vocabulary using words relevant to a kid's life. My nine-year-old daughter Olivia and I have just started using Latin for Children Level A. While the DVD teacher is my favorite part of the program, I think Olivia's favorite part would definitely be Headventureland.com with its creative online games and videos. I will include a link to the Classical Academic Press website in the show notes for this episode, so be sure to explore their classical subjects creatively taught. They have also generously provided a discount code for the Homeschool Snapshots podcast listeners, so be sure to go check it out. And now, on with the episode. Jen Dunlap is a homeschooling mom of six who lives in the sunny state of Florida. She and her husband, Bob, have adopted six children, all through international adoption from Russia, the Caribbean, and South Korea. She blogs at Forever for Always, no matter what, about adoption, large family living, and homeschool mom encouragement. Hi, Jen, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Pam. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Could you? Oh, yeah. Really excited that you asked me. Great. So could you start by telling me a little bit about your family? Sure. My husband and I have been married almost 18 years. It'll be 18 years in January. And we have six kids. Our oldest is 13 and our youngest is seven. And we have three boys and three girls. So they're all kind of uh, smushed in there. We have so 13, 11, two 10-year-olds right now, an almost nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. So yeah, they uh, keep us busy. So your 10-year-olds, are they twins or not twins? They are not twins. No, one was born in Korea and one was born in the Caribbean. So they just definitely joined not our twins. family kind of. Actually, Anna was the oldest one who joined our family and she was five at the time. Okay. Well, how did you get started homeschooling? We've always homeschooled and our oldest went to, we did a one preschool and one year of preschool. And it was fun. We did like a mommy and me class. And then we, he did a preschool. But then at that point, we were really looking into what we were going to do for school and for kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And the Catholic school that was near to us, which was a great Catholic school, had full day kindergarten. And having a boy, I just couldn't quite imagine him being in full day kindergarten. Mm -hmm. He actually would have done great. He's a boy, but he's not the most active boy. I I have a couple other ones who are much more active. Mm -hmm. So he would have done fine, but really it just seemed like such a long day to think about being in school from, you know, eight to three for a five-year-old. Right. And selfishly, I just thought, gosh, I'm just going to miss him all day. Isn't it hard to think about sending them away for that long? It really is. And I thought... You know, we had 
by that point we had two other kids. So he wasn't my only one at home. And it wasn't like I didn't have, you know, other things to do that could occupy my time. But I just really felt like, wow, I'm really going to miss him. I just really am going to miss him. So when I first mentioned it to my husband, we actually kind of started tossing around the idea when my oldest was probably about three. And my husband was like, no way. You know, we didn't know anyone who homeschooled. The internet was not, you know, at all like it is now as far as blogs and things like that. So what we had been exposed to was extremely limited. And so he was just like, no, our kids would be weird. There's no way we're going to homeschool. They wouldn't be able to, you know, function in society. That was his first thought. And I knew a couple of people who had homeschooled. So I knew that that was not true, you know. So then I started researching and I said, okay, well, I'm just going to look into it. I'm just going to, you know, read some books and kind of check it out. So I did. And I got kind of a little obsessive with it. You know, I just was really, really interested in it. I thought, gosh, this is just, this is just crazy. You know, I don't, I still couldn't imagine myself doing it, but I was really, really fascinated by it. Very fascinated by it. So I would read him little tidbits at night, you know, we're laying in bed, I'd read things to him and So kind of slowly over time, he warmed up to the idea. And now he's really my biggest cheerleader. But so we thought we would just, we're just going to try kindergarten and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, I completely fail, I figure how bad can I mess up kindergarten, you know? And even in, we were living in Michigan at the time and kindergarten wasn't mandatory. So I figured no one's going to come looking for us. You know, we'll be okay. We'll, We'll try this year. And if I'm a complete failure, then we'll just move on and figure out what we're going to do for first grade. So we just kind of dug in and started. And it was a little daunting at first because a lot of our friends were, their kids were getting ready for kindergarten roundup and doing all those kindergarten readiness things. And I, it was hard to, you know, I was the only person that I knew at that point locally that was homeschooling. So I kept, I just kept thinking, am I making a big mistake? You know, are we going to ruin him or you know, it's really hard, you know, it's because as homeschoolers, even today, we're still a little bit countercultural. Oh, yeah. In definitely. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the things I encourage people to do first, even I know, okay, this is going to sound really strange, but um, I joined my first homeschooling group when my oldest was four. And, oh, right, right. Yeah. But it was one of the best things that I could yeah, have done. Absolutely. You know, because you find a group of people who are doing the same thing you are, and then it doesn't seem quite so strange anymore. And it gives you a little bit of confidence and it helps. And I think even as, you know, homeschooling moms in our group now, even though I've been homeschooling for a long time, I think I forget. I always tell my husband, it's like we live in this little homeschool bubble now because all of our friends homeschool and, Mm -hmm. you know, we have other friends that make other options for their kids. It's not that we only exclusively associate with homeschoolers. But for me, a majority of my time is spent with homeschoolers. So I I don't think it's strange anymore, but I forget that he goes out into like the real world, quote unquote, and deals with the majority of people who don't homeschool. So he gets a lot of the, oh, you homeschool. Oh, that's nice. And, (laughs) you know, kind of more of those comments where I don't get those that often anymore. And so it's very interesting. So you started in kindergarten with your Mm -hmm. first one and you've been doing it ever since. Yes, we have. And I still have a lot of moments of doubt and I still have a lot of (laughs) feelings of like, this is going to be a big failure and they're going to have kids 
living in, with us forever and I'm making a big mistake. And what do you do to get past some of those feelings when they happen, when those doubts yeah. come crowding yeah. in? It's hard sometimes, but it, it helps to talk to other homeschool moms. I think that's so important to really have your tribe and your core of friends, whether they're online, which online has been such a huge blessing for me. And I know that if you're not really in the online world, it can seem strange that you have like these fake friends, but they're really not, you know? (laughs) I mean, you know, when we met at the retreat over the summer that we were together at, you have an instant connection with these people. Yes, you do. Even though you have not met them in real life ever. Yes. So really that helps a lot. And just having that core of friends here where we live, I think that when you're having kind of a bad day, you can share your failures and it just helps to talk to people and kind of work through them. And I guess sort of keeping your goals in mind or sort of the reason why you're doing what you're doing, that helps me to kind of remember. Right why we're doing this and what the reason is in perseverance. I mean, I feel like, like Monday we did not, we had, or was it yesterday? We did not have a very good school day. And it was kind of one of those just frustrating days all day. But I, as I was kind of thinking about this talk tonight and praying about sort of what to talk about, I really felt like thinking that homeschooling is not always going to be easy. And I I don't think we should feel like a failure if every day isn't, you know, rainbows and unicorns and every day everybody isn't, you know, learning the Pythagorean theory and, you know, doing all these amazing things because really it's little baby steps. And sometimes you take five steps forward in a week, but then the next week you're going to take 10 steps back. Right. Well, and I think a bad homeschool day does not make a bad homeschool. Right. You know, it's just going to happen sometimes. Right. Right. I mean... It's just life. It's just life with everything. Your marriage, your job outside the home, whatever it is that you do, nothing ever goes great. And you have kind of hills and valleys. So I think it's kind of persevering through those valleys and, you know, remembering what your goal is and and why you're doing what you're doing. And I think that's what kind of keeps you going. Yeah, I like to keep, um, you know, we have a mission statement, like a, a homeschooling mission statement that I've written out what long-term picture kind of thing. And I like to keep it in the front of my homeschooling binder so that, you know, when things are getting tough, I can go back and read that. Or when I'm planning or just evaluating or anything like that, I can read that mission statement and look at it. And it kind of, you know, gives me a little bit of hope, but also keeps me on the right track. Right. I think that's a fabulous idea, especially if you're just getting started. Yeah. Because, you know, I think when you blogs are great and all the information that's available online is awesome. And a lot of people give, have a lot of good ideas and give away a lot of resources. And, but you know, what we're sharing through blogs is kind of like the ESPN sports highlight reel. Right. I'm not going to show all the time my messy dishes, although it was a good, I did have a good response when I showed a picture of my messy house (laughs) because I thought, you know, it's true that Normally, I would not show that. And I, and not to be fake, I'm not trying to be fake, but I just think it's not encouraging. Right. But sometimes maybe it is. Well, you know, if somebody comes over to visit your house, if somebody's coming to visit for right. whatever reason, 
right. you clean your yes. house up so they absolutely. can't see your dirty dishes. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. But yeah. you can better believe if there's a beautiful picture on my blog of something, I've probably moved no fewer than four <laughs> or five things out of the frame before yes. I took the picture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. You, you always have to do a little bit of cleanup for company. Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, um, answer a few questions for me, if you don't sure. mind. Sure. Your homeschool day is which is most like which literary classic? It's mm-hmm. multiple choice. You ready? Okay. A, The Odyssey. Mm-hmm. B, Little Women. <laughs> C, Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> or D, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> I'd have to say it's a toss up between Lord of the Flies and Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> And uh, it's funny because we're, my oldest is actually reading that book right now. And we just went to Disney on Friday and we did the tree tour. And it, my husband and I were just laughing about it because we watched that. It's actually kind of a favorite movie of ours, of mm-hmm. our family. And because we often laugh about just how funny that, you know, imagining being in that situation with our kids. And my yeah. husband will often comment on Lord of the Flies references. <laughs> <laughs> Some days are just like that. <laughs> I blame it on the boys. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, Jen, you were telling me that you read a lot about homeschooling when you were in your research stage. I think we all did a lot of that. What homeschool book has influenced you the most? Oh, gosh. One of the first books I bought was the Deborah Bell's Big Book of Homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember reading in that how she was saying how it homeschooling isn't hard that, you know, anybody can do it basically. And she said, if you can potty train your child, you can homeschool. And at that point, my oldest wasn't potty trained yet. I thought, (laughs) oh my gosh, well, there you go. I need to just stop researching it. (laughs) But, you know, and then I read The Well-Trained Mind, which Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't follow that model strictly at all. But giving, that book was very practical to me. And very, this is exactly how you can do it. And that kind of gave me the vision for thinking, okay, I can do this. Even if I didn't follow it exactly, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that somebody's taking the time to sit down and lay out a plan like that makes you think, oh, this can be done. Absolutely. Even if you don't follow that plan. Right. Exactly. It does give you a lot of confidence. And, um, And then I did read, we first started out with Seton and I read Mary Kay Clark's homeschooling book, which I really liked that. And then there's another, I think it's called Catholic Home. I can't remember the name of it. This is bad, but Homeward Bound, I believe is that. And that was written by, I'm drawing a blank on the, the two names of the women. But anyway, that was a really good book. Those oh, was two. it Scott Hans? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 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 I'm yes. trying to think of her name, but what yes. I will do is I will link to these books in the show notes. Is it okay. Ki- Kimberly Hahn? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, what do you think is the biggest challenge that you face each day as a homeschooling mom? Really, it's just meeting the needs of everybody. Constantly sort of structuring the day to get everything done in a way that feels like everybody did productive and interesting and kind of thought provoking things. Mm-hmm. And I don't really, you know, I, I don't mean that to sound lofty at all. I just mean, you know, kind of pursuing something with excellence. And so some days that's just the hardest thing is just being able to 
get everybody to sit down and, okay, now you need to, you need to do math and now you need to do this and we're going to read this book together and we're going to do this and that. I think that's the most challenging is just, I think no matter what size family you have, is because they're constantly changing. The kids are constantly changing. Right. You know, you get something set for somebody and then they change and you have right. to rework something and it just keeps you constantly on your toes. Right. Yeah, I agree. Favorite family read aloud ever? Oh, that's a good question. You know what? I would say reading Farmer Boy was uh-huh. a lot of fun. I know some people don't like it because it got really bogged down. She talks a lot about food, but we really liked it. And we really <laughs> liked that. <laughs> I don't know, maybe having boys, they were really into it. And they liked that kind of boy focused story. And yeah, that was a good, that's a good book. You like really that good. one. Now, did you read that one or did you listen to the audiobook? We read it. Okay. Read it. Yeah. Yeah, because the audiobook, we listened to the audiobook of that one, and that's a really good one. Is it good? Oh, okay, that's yeah. good. My 11-year-old in particular really liked that book, and he likes to listen to audiobooks at night, so I'll have to keep that in mind for him. Yeah, and I think we got ours from the library. So, okay, Yeah. great. Yep. Fill in the blank for me. Okay. As a homeschooling mom, I really rock what? What are you good at? As a homeschooling mom, I think that I can rock my planning. Ooh, doesn't always mean I stick with it, but I plan. <laughs> so I'm good to get things organized and laid out and, and nice. And then people come along and undo it. <laughs> right. A while ago, my sister used to homeschool and we always used to joke with each other that we would be the best homeschooling moms if our kids didn't just mess everything up all the time. <laughs> but you know what? I think actually too... A good point is that I think you have to laugh and I think you have to not take everything so seriously. And I think you have to be, have some fun in your day. And just, I know I have a tendency to kind of like, but it just helps when you can just laugh and laugh about the things that the kids do and laugh about the things that you, that they say. And, you know, you know, kids are saying funny things all the time. And so I don't know. I just think that's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, I think one of the best lessons I learned as a homeschooler was that not to take it personally when they didn't like the lesson that I had yes. spent, you know, when they complained right. about it. Because right. kids are going to complain about... Yes, they do. Yes, they complain about dinner. They complain about lunch or whatever. Yes, absolutely. And I was taking it as a personal affront. And yes. yeah, yeah, when I got yeah. over that... Right, right. It got better. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Excellent. Well, you have a unique family situation, homeschooling six adopted kids. So tell me a little bit about how adoption has shaped or changed your homeschooling or has it? Yeah, it has for sure, because I have some kids with special needs, which I mean, that can happen in in any sort of family. But yeah, I mean, I think we do have some sort of different issues that we deal with a little bit. And, um, you know, some of our kids joined our family a little bit older and either even some of the ones that weren't very old kind of have, you know, some issues with, you know, baggage is not the really a nice word to say. I'm not really sure kind of a good way to put it, but you know, just like with everybody else, you just have kind of different struggles and it does impact us. On one hand, it does impact us a little bit where, like I said, I have a couple special needs kids. Mm-hmm. Did you have any kids who had been attending a school? I think you said the yeah. old- Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was really interesting. 
our five-year-old, our daughter Anna is 10 now, but she was five when she joined our family and she had gone to a semester of school and she's from the Caribbean. So she's from St. Vincent and the Grenadines and had gone from a, to a semester of school there, which her birthday is late. So she would have started school when she's four. And, you know, if she would have been in the United States, wouldn't have started for a whole nother year. But um, they just started school earlier there. It was interesting because she didn't have a very good experience there at all. And when she came home, I did no academics with her at all for Mm -hmm. the first probably six months. Nothing. I mean, we just read books and that kind of stuff. That's Mm -hmm. all we did because they had such a limited background of, first of all, just being in a family. Mm -hmm. And second of all, kind of any kind of background knowledge of, I mean, we went outside one night shortly after she had been home and she's like, what's that thing in the sky? And we're like, what do you see? What do you see? And she's like that big glowing, that big white thing. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you mean the moon? And she mm-hmm. said, yeah, what is that? So she didn't, you know, those things that are so common when your kids are little and you read goodnight moon or mm-hmm. just, or those, just talk about, yeah, point absolutely. to the things in the sky Ab- and name what they are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There was just none of that. So yeah, it has presented some challenges, but you know, we just have to, it is what it is and we work with it and do the best that we can with it. And some of our kids have some ADD type issues, some anxiety type issues. So I'm really glad that we, even though it makes kind of for some crazy days sometimes, I'm really glad that we have some anxiety issues. One daughter has a severe speech delay and she has some other quirks, as I like to say, mm-hmm. nothing that you can really specifically say, but she's has some challenges. So I'm glad that we can homeschool, although it does make for some crazy days, but I think sort of dealing with some anxiety and things like that. And certainly the ADD being at school, I'd probably be at school every single day. Right. The teachers would probably hate me because I would be in there every day saying, you know, sorry, that's not going to work. Sorry, we're not going to do that. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. You know, so I'm thankful for that, being able to homeschool them and to be able to have the time to work through those issues. Right. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Jen, I have one more little pop quiz for you. Okay. Um, Are you up for it? I'm up for it. Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple of options and you just tell me which option is for you. Okay. Coffee or tea? Neither. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Is it just Shakeology? Is that all it is? I do shake it. But you know, I do hot water with lemon in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't really deal with very well with caffeine. So that makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit country or a little bit rock and roll? Ooh, rock and roll. Well-trained mine or Unschoolers Anonymous? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. It depends on the day. (laughs) (laughs) Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Craft or read aloud? Ooh, read aloud for sure. For sure. Lap book or workbook? Oh, workbook. I don't like them, but I don't like lap books either. So, (laughs) Co-op or stay home? Ooh, Let's see. I would prefer to stay home. My kids like a co-op. Bed made or unmade? (laughs) Bed made. (laughs) Bookmark or dog ear? Oh, dog ear. Ooh. I feel guilty about that. You're living on the edge there. Yeah. (laughs) Sonnet or haiku? (laughs) 
sonnet, I guess. <laughs> Jen, tell me where people can find you online. I am at uh, forever for always, no matter what dot com. Awesome. And I'm sure you're on Facebook, Twitter. Oh, yeah. Facebook, Twitter. I'm Jen for always, <laughs> forever for always. Sorry. At Twitter. I'm on Pinterest, Google Plus. We'll include links to all of those in the show notes. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. And there you have it. I just love Jen's down-to-earth homeschool philosophy and great attitude. I hope you enjoyed the episode as well. And if you did, I would love for you to leave a rating or review in iTunes. A few of you have already done so, and I thank you so much. If you would like to leave one of your own, go to homeschoolsnapshotspodcast.com, and there's a place where I walk you through how to do it. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to drop me a comment and let me know which homeschool mom you would like to hear on the show. Until then, keep on homeschooling. Homeschooling.